Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American right. right. You need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine. But they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. I'm so happy that you are here today on this Friday afternoon. We appreciate you, and we're glad that you're spending some of your afternoon here with us. Um, I there's the the funny Willis trial is closing up shop. I think here in Fulton County, Georgia, they are giving closing arguments. I'm not really. I don't think that on a Friday afternoon. You want to listen to those in full. So we're watching to see if any story comes out of that, any headline comes out of that. And uh, we've got our we've we've got our finger on that. Um, The YouTube live chat poll for today is have you ever been in a life threatening situation? Yes or no. I talked a little bit earlier in the show about an incident that took place in Louisville just before the show started. There was a semi truck that was driving over a bridge and it had careened off the bridge and it was wedged in a way that the trailer was still attached to the bridge, but the cab of the semi-trailer was off the bridge, hanging, dangling over the Ohio River. First responders, EMTs, the whole uh, nine yards show up. They rappel down and rescue this guy out of the cab of his car. And I was sitting in my car watching all of this unfold because I was listening to Fox News and then they started describing this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to look at this. I have to see this. And 
it was it was hold your breath type of stuff. Because the, the guy who rappelled down gets the guy out. They're wrapped up together. I assume that there's some sort of harness or something that he strapped himself into as much as you could in that situation. But one wrong move and the whole thing could dislodge. You don't know how much uh, support is left and a semi truck hanging off the side of a bridge. But what a, a scary, scary situation for that truck driver that ended up with him being able to put his feet back on that bridge, being saved by the first responders that showed up. So we want to know from you, have you ever been in a life-threatening situation? Um, I probably have been in more than one life-threatening situation, but the number one one I can think of is when I was a seventh grader. We were driving up. It was, um, I guess it would have been 1997. And uh, is this my chair? Is this my normal chair? Uh, it, it was in 1997, and we were driving from Madison County up to Chicago for the Lutheran High State Basketball Tournament. I was playing in the, in the state basketball tournament for the Lutheran grade school that I went to. And when we were driving up there, we got into a car accident. An animal ran out in front of us. For the record, hit the animal. Don't swerve. We swerved. And our van went to the right. The overcorrection to get back onto the highway popped both left tires. And we rolled the Air, Ford Aerostar van that we were in um, some of the truck drivers who had stopped to help us afterwards said we rolled, I think, five to eight times. Ooh. And my whole family was in there, and my whole family survived. We all had our seatbelts on. In the 90s, we didn't all wear our seatbelts all the time. In fact, we would go on vacations, and we would remove from the middle row in the van the middle bench and leave it at home and just spread out blankets on the floor. So if we were driving to Florida or Myrtle Beach or something like that, that you would just lay on the ground, you'd play your Game Boy, you'd take naps. It's just wild to me, and it was not uncommon. People talk about lying in the back of a station wagon and yeah, looking. Yeah, we did that exact thing. Yeah, it just was a different time. But uh, we rolled the vehicle. I have a scar on my head from, it's probably about an inch and a half long, right on the top of my head from where my head made impact with the hanger. A uh, little notch thing that was on there. So when we turned over, my head hit it, and the screw on that thing sliced my head open, and that was it. That was that was the extent of my injuries. There were cuts, bruises. We were so sore afterwards. Um, I have some legitimate, like actual, real PTSD. Especially afterwards, it was hard to get back in a vehicle. I remember getting into the ambulance and looking up on the side of the amb- ambulance and on the wall was like all of these surgical mm-hmm. scissors, scalpel, like all of this stuff was up there. And as you're moving, they would kind of move because they were like hooked up there. And the last vehicle I was just in had just spun in a bunch of <laughs> rolling circles. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what happens if we do that in this car? Oh, yeah. And I remember being in, going into the emergency room and I like being on the stretcher going in and just seeing like the tiles on the ceiling because mm-hmm. I was in a neck brace, couldn't move my neck. And I remember the first responders being there and taking care of us. And we were all, you're in absolute total shock. But I mean, man, God put his hands around my family that day. And uh, we all lived to tell about it. There wasn't a broken bone, let alone a, a life yeah. loss or anything. My parents said that when they went back to, you can go, you know, find the vehicle at the junkyard to see if there's anything still in the vehicle that you want to claim. And they said that where I was sitting, they could see on the clothes hanger hook 
the, my hair had wrapped around that. So when my head had hit it, it pulled out some of my hair. Oh, wow. Which is how we knew where I had hit my head. Right. Wow. Yeah, those, those are just crazy stories. I, I, I have an accident one too, but honestly, the first thing... I use the word honestly. Uh, <laughs> the TBH. first thing, the first thing I thought of when I read the question: Have you ever been in a life-threatening situation? It wasn't one of those big "oh my gosh" moments. It was a very slow progression for me uh-huh. of cystic fibrosis when I was in my mid twenties to late twenties, and it was it was the life-threatening situation. Let I've me been ask in. you an ignorant question: Do, When you were born, did you know you had CF? <laughs> Within, so I was born in 81. There was the, the everybody who's old enough. 1881. Yeah. Um, everybody who's <laughs> old enough rem- remembers the big snow of 82. Yeah. Um, I, I don't because I was two months old or yeah. whatever. <laughs> but um, that snow trapped me in the hospital in Granite City. I think it was Granite City. I don't know. This is what I'm told. Um, because I think I was trapped in the hospital for a number of extra weeks because they were already like something's up with this kid (laughs) they they had to do a bunch more tests and because i was in the hospital longer they were able to keep me longer and figure out oh this kid's got cystic fibrosis because at the time it was really it was a lot tougher to find out now you can do genetic testing back then they basically had to do sweat tests you would know in in utero now i think you can know i don't know if you you will know right away but you can if you want to Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was not as, it, I couldn't gain weight as a baby. So they were trying to figure out why, and they eventually determined it must be cystic fibrosis. But it wasn't until I was older in my mid twenties that I started to be, so I was in a sketch comedy group in my mid twenties. And I remember traveling to Chicago to shoot some sketches that I had written thinking this might be the last time I get to do this because it was getting pretty bad where I couldn't. And and you'll hear me even here, you know, I'll be talking and I got to stop, clear my throat. It just happens. But I'm so much better now. Went over real well during COVID. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I honestly, I'm not kidding. I almost said honestly again. Uh, I almost got a shirt that said, it's not COVID, it's cystic fibrosis. (laughs) Because I wanted to not have to tell everybody I'm not contagious because CF is not contagious at all. It's genetic, so there's nothing I can do about it. But they did, right at that time in my mid-20s when it was written really bad, an amazing medicine didn't even come out to market. It was being tested. And so this is like part of my life testimony, is that they did a trial of that medicine. Unbelievably, one of the cities they picked was St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Unbelievably, I qualified for it, which is not everybody. I mean, the CF population is not small. Um, compared to the population of the United States, it's small. But it is a, still a pretty big population as far as a disease goes. So you had to qualify for the study. Then, once you got in the study, it was double blind. So there was a high likelihood that you would be on a placebo. I knew from the first day not I got Ryan. on that thing, I'm like, nope, I'm not on the placebo. And the doctors even told me, you can't tell us that. We're not supposed to know. Yeah. And in fact, you don't actually know, but I could tell just from getting you, on the medicine instantly yeah. that I had energy and things were different. And that was my mid-20s, and it was such a godsend. And by the way, only at that time, 5% of the CF population could qualify for that medicine. Now they keep adding more and more percentage to where I think it's up to about 70 to 80% of the CF population. Are you comfortable saying what the medicine is? 
Um, yeah, it's called Kaleidico, but it's the drug that affects everybody. Like the whole population is called Ivacaftor. And it was such a breakthrough for the CF world that I got to, but I got to be a part of that very first yeah. one. Yeah. And it was so amazing because I really don't know if I would have been here if I hadn't been a part of that first one, or I might have had such damage to my lungs by the time we got there that I don't know if I could be doing this. Man. Other than the the um, like mucus buildup in the lung issues, do you have things right now? It's, it compromises your immune system, right? Yes. So other than that, it just makes that, it harder to get over colds and stuff. Is there anything else that you're dealing with now that is part of CF, CF other than that? Not really. I mean, it affects. Um, it mainly affects your lungs and your mucus. It also affects your digestion, mm -hmm. and so I have to take. I have to take pills with almost anything I eat, except for sugar. <laughs> <Isn't> that funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I digest sugar real well. Uh, and vegetables, which I'm like, ah, who cares about those? Yeah. Uh, but I vegetables taste like sad. Yeah, exactly. And so I just avoid them because I'm a happy kind of guy. And I, but I do have to take pills with almost everything I eat. Uh, that's the other main side effect of CF. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a. That story is such an amazing story that you were blessed in that way. Mm. And and honestly, after you do a medical test like that, all the people who follow who are blessed because yeah. of the study that you were able to participate in. Leah's in here. Leah, um, have you ever been in a life-threatening situation? <laughs> uh, well, when you asked me this in the private chat, I said not a normal or specific one, but similar to Ryan, it's kind of like a medical thing. So I have, I guess the, I guess the actual term is epilepsy. Um, it's characterized as I have stress seizures. So I've had them since I was 17. Um, I don't know what caused them. We think some concussions I got in my sports caused them, but, um, basically when I get really, really stressed, um, when I sleep, I have seizures or I can have a seizure. So I said, you know, not a specific life-threatening situation, but every time I have a seizure technically is a life-threatening situation. Yeah. Uh -huh. Situation. Cause I mean, those can kill you. You, you might not come out of it. So I mean, thankfully I have every time, but so that's my life. That's why she has to manage her stress and why yes. she's so healthy. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, that's why I take such good care of myself. Well, it is important. And I mean, I know, Ryan, you've... you've. Uh, I'm a picture of healthy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Brad, have you ever been in a life-threatening situation? Yeah. I mean, from car accidents to almost drowning to, I mean, the big one's the heart attack, the... The first heart attack really was the one that I, I didn't really realize. This is the thing with mine. It's like you were talking about that person hanging over, looking down at the at the water of the Ohio River, and like they're waiting to be rescued. Or die. Or die. And I most of the situations that I've been in, whether it was my life that was being threatened or if I was in, in the proximity and trying to help somebody with their life, I didn't have time to stop and think about it. But save for that heart attack. Um, the thing about the heart attack that was so strange was, is, and you were talking about remembering riding in the ambulance. I remember the ambulance ride. I woke up at like three in the morning with this horrible pain. And I would say, if you're, if you're sitting at home, you're like, I wonder what a heart attack feels like. For me, it was like it, just below or where your collarbones come together. Right there, it felt like there was an alien chest burster trying to push out of my chest. It hurt. So incredibly bad. So I woke up. I thought it was gas. I tried to burp. I tried to do some other things. And I 
woke my wife up and the only thing I could get out of my mouth was, I need help. I, that's all I could say. And so she called 911. 911 showed up with an ambulance. They're like, it's probably just stress. I get in the ambulance. I'm sitting there and I was doing everything that I could. To, I wasn't nervous, but I was just trying to do anything that I could to take my mind off of how bad it hurt. So I was looking, trying to guess where the ambulance was on the road, which hospital was I going to, all of this other stuff. Um, and I remember the inside of the ambulance. I remember it being very bright inside, but very dark outside. People just kept tapping me and saying, we're here to help you. I'm like, I know. I'm trying to be calm for you. Let's, you know, I'm, I'm going to be completely cooperative. I remember going into the hospital and them saying, we called it already. And I looked up at the person wheeling me in and I said, called what? I'm still here. And like, no, no, no. It's a heart attack. Oh, oh. man. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Like, hey, hey. Wait a minute. <laughs> I can hear you. And I wasn't laying flat on a stretcher. I was in a wheelchair. I'm like, guys, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still here. So that was what that was. He called it. Um, when they put you under to put a heart cath on, they d- drug you, but they don't put you all the way out. So I was awake for the entire procedure. No, I, thank you. I remember. Do they need you to be awake? Yes, because they need to talk to you and ask you, do you feel that? What do you feel now? And so they would do something. They would go and try to get the little balloon in to expand it, the angioplasty. And I could feel them expand it. And that felt like another heart attack. It would just hit so hard. And I would tense up. And they're like, we're just trying to help. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. That hurts. And they're like, okay. The doctor would be like, that's me. And so I remember going through all that. But the whole time, I was never really thinking, oh, I could die. I was just like, what is the next thing that I need to do? Did you think to help about it people? afterwards? Yes, a lot. It's like, wow, that was really serious and that was really bad. I could have died. <laughs> so that that is my biggest, you know, life threatening experience. And you made a physical change in your life mm-hmm. after that. Did did that change your mindset? No. Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess it would. I wouldn't say from a spiritual standpoint. I was I was already involved in, in church and, and I was a Christian at the point. And that was, I think that's where I would explain that peace that came over me during that moment. But just looking at life, it made me enjoy every moment. It's like just whatever it is, just live in that moment and enjoy that. And then whatever the next one's going to be is going to be. You know, I, I learned that I can't prepare for everything. I can't be in charge of everything. But I do know that I, I am in a position where God has got me and I don't have to worry about what might be because whatever it is, it's his will and it will be done and it will work to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Well, I should also mention Brad's a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Brad is also a pastor. We want to hear your stories. There's a lot of them that are coming in right now. We also have an Ask Me Anything coming up next. So please send your questions to us on the Annie Fry YouTube live chat. Uh, Chris said, yes, I almost died in a hotel room in San Diego, was there for business and got really sick to where I had sepsis, barely made it to the lobby for them to call an ambulance. Our friend Wavy said, I had two that I'll share. Number one, driving down I-64 and almost had a head on with a wrong way driver, did a split second lane change. And second, he tangled with an 18 wheeler, totaled the car, but wasn't hurt. We'd love to hear from you and your story. And of course, uh, if you have had ever been in a life-threatening situation and you're here to talk to us about it, we're happy that you are. Um, and we can share your story as well. 
Ask us anything. We come back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You have to ask me nicely. Don't make me beg here. Ask me anything. Tell me the truth! Happy Friday. We are going to do a little Ask Us Anything here. You can send us your questions on the Annie Fry YouTube channel. Come join us there and just post them in the live chat. Ryan's got our first question. What do you want to know? All right. Is there anything that you are... This is a great question for Leah because she'll be like, nope. Okay, we'll start with Leah. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Is there anything that you are too old to do but you haven't allowed yourself to believe that yet? You still either think you can do it or you want to do it, but you're just too old to do it. So something that you've aged out of? Kind of, yeah. But you still want to do it? Well, you still, Yeah, it's you something you still it either like to try to do or you, you, you wish you could still do it, but you just can't. All right, young and Yeah, Leah. don't start with me, actually. I don't know. <laughs> I, I figured you were going to be like, no. Is there something that you have, Ryan? There is one thing in particular, of course, which is why I asked the question. I figured. It's called... I think in St. Louis it's called Demolition Ball. Oh. oh. They got rid of the one. That, there, Did was they? one there was one by my house, yeah. What is this? So in Chicago it's called Whirly Ball. In St. Louis, I believe it's called Demolition Ball. Same sport, though. <laughs> it is a bumper car sport. Yes. That you get in your own bumper car, and it's it's basically a basketball yeah. court, but with, with uh, like a hockey rink-style boards. And you have a scoop. 18 North Central. Did they do that there? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I really, really like doing it. Have you ever done it? Yes, but I, last time I did it was my 30th birthday party. And ever since then, I've I've wanted to still do How it. How do you age out of that? Yeah. Maybe that's what maybe they told him he wasn't <laughs> he allowed to go back. And they're I, like, I, why? You I, you you're too old. Spit it out, Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, so I have a, a group of guy friends who would normally be the guys I would go mm-hmm. do that with. Half of them now say, I can't because of my back. Oh. So I don't know whether I can or not. You didn't age out. Your friends did. Maybe, but I'm, I might have aged out you too. Just, you, call. you just stretch and take ibuprofen beforehand, like before everything else you do. I'm with you. I'm with you, but I can't 
Fine. Maybe we do it as a show. That's where. No, I'm, yes. I, we can go to 18 North Central. I can figure out how to make that work. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. okay. you, Guys against girls. Have you done their, um, I'll take that bet. Uh, have you done their uh, like adult laser tag? No. And I know that we've done it's events tactical. there. No, I haven't done it. I love it. Uh, I took Charlie's not for his birthday. It was his 13th birthday, but we did it in like February last year or something like that. So we had, it was maybe 15 to 20, 13, 14 year old boys in tactical laser tag. Oh my gosh. And I said, it was, it wasn't cheap to pay for all of those myself, but I told my son, I'm like, you better be the coolest person at school after this is done. (laughs) No kidding. And he was, they, they all loved it. So man, is there a better, is there a more fun thing to do for a 13 year old boy? Than going to a laser Tactical tag. Arena. Laser tag. Oh my that's, that's not like, you know, pew pew, bright purple, pink, and green lights all right, over right. the place. It's like you are in Fallujah. <laughs> now, have you guys ever done paintball? Like oh, real yeah. Paintball? No. Oh, yeah. No. I'm not interested in that. I've got my own paintball gun. I, that's another thing that I have not done for years, but man, when yeah, I same. did it, it was so fun. Oh, Brad, yeah. Brad, do you have something that you've aged out of but you still want to do yes it's uh playing video games i (laughs) i used to play video games to win i was about wrecking people's shop and now (laughs) now i go in and i get my shop wrecked by people that are like when you do the recap of this video leah will you just put subtitles for the rest of us to understand what brad's talking about here yeah cut to ai saying i used to win a lot wreck people up Mess people up. Win. <laughs> you still play. I still play, but man, they're the kids are just so good at these games that I don't even know what I'm doing whenever I try to play competitively. So I don't play ranked or anything like that. I just play casually and have fun. That is so sad. <laughs> it, it it is. People like Leah probably school you. Oh, I think I've I don't shop. play video games. <laughs> so I, I I would be remiss if I didn't say go to Disney World, because I'm sure most people would think that and judge me for that. And I don't care. <laughs> um, That's I, I, something you're having trouble doing. No. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I. The thing about the thing about going to Disney World as an adult, there are Disney adults, which non-Disney World people would absolutely consider me a Disney adult. But I go to Disney World, and I'm like, no, those are the Disney adults. Like, it's a different level of experience. There, there, there are things there for everybody, for all ages, and if you go as a grown-up and enjoy yourself, most of the time it's because of the people you're enjoying it with, and that's the important part to me, but there are also plenty of things there that you can enjoy. Well, we went as grown-ups yeah. last year. Yeah, we were and, Disney yes. adults. Would you consider somebody who poses in front of something like the Epcot Ball? Um, with their fanny pack and, and their, belly their arms out. and their bellies hanging out. Would that be a oh, Disney God. adult? <laughs> You're an adult at Disney. Well, let me put it to you this way. If I would have seen you doing it and not known you, 100%. <laughs> Since we brought up the D word, I have a question for you guys. Which Disney character do you relate to the most? Uh, Jimmy Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? You? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Flesh yeah. that out. It's yeah, per- it's personal. I, okay, and then I, if I have to explain, then I'm going to change it. Pinocchio. Because. You're a liar. I, yeah. <laughs> You're made of wood. I, yeah. Uh, I just. I, everybody can tell when you are lying. It's true. Uh, but no, I would say Pinocchio because. Who's your I've Geppetto? I always wanted to be 
a real boy. I've never been into trucks. I've never been into the boy stuff. Uh, so I want to be a real boy. You were into girl stuff? No, not that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just other stuff. He was a theater kid. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't a theater kid either. I made fun of those kids too. <laughs> what about you, Leah? Tonight, Ryan's going to think about this moment and be like, that could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should have just stuck with the Jiminy Cricket. Be in the uh, shower okay. thinking of Leah, do you have a- Can you dump the last couple minutes yeah. and go back to Jiminy Cricket? <laughs> <laughs> Leah, no. Disney character you relate to? I don't know because I, I didn't really grow up with the traditional Disney, like watching all the princesses. And I mean, I watch like Disney Pixar, but I know to some people that doesn't count. So, it's Disney. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it counts. Sometimes it offends for people. for this exercise. So when I mentioned Pixar, they're like, "That's not real Disney." And I'm it like, "Sounds like you're talking about a specific person." In your I don't life. know. Let's <laughs> just call my name. I don't know. Her name is Marsha. <laughs> She's bullied me. <laughs> so I'm gonna say no. I don't relate to anybody, but I didn't really grow up with the traditional Disney. So, friend, mine's Mr. Incredible. <laughs> I, I Pixar? just excellent. Yes, job. because if Very you stop job. and think about it, because Mr. Incredible. <laughs> Wait, if you stop and think about it. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm not calling myself incredible. No. Yes, you are. It's, you are incredible. It's that that he comes to that point in his life where his like his body is like I think about him doing the exercises and he laughs and he's like ha 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 and then his back's like <laughs> and then he's like oh. And that's kind of where I'm at in my life. I'm realizing that I'm getting older and I can't do all the stuff that I did when I was younger, but I can still do some awesome stuff for an old man. So, um, This is a very easy answer for me. Beauty and the Beast, best movie of my childhood. Belle, amazing, feminist before a time in the first mo- first song where she's singing the song about there's um, something more to this provincial life. The character in Disney movies I relate to most is the woman in the background who goes, I six eggs and she's panicking because she needs <laughs> eggs to feed her family and she's trying to do everything she can and she just is in a constant state of panic trying to do what she needs to do to get her family I'm six eggs lady <laughs> okay <laughs> Jiminy <laughs> cricket Pinocchio other- okay Mike co- I have a question <laughs> um what gives you more peace and what gives you more anxiety thinking about the future or the past Oh, no. It's Pinocchio because I've got no strings to hold me down. I've got no oh! strings to hold me down. <laughs> See, that was what I should so have said. So you were more stressed about the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's been some things. Most of them today that I regret. Yeah, like in the immediate past. Yeah, real recent. This segment, past uh, or future, what gives you more peace and which gives you more stress, anxiety? Future gives me more stress because it's not done and you, you you feel like you've got some control over it. So I would say the past gives me more peace just because of that. Just because of the very nature of one being done, the other not. Leah? I would say the same. Uh, you know, I had a rough past, but you look at it and you're like, well, if it weren't for that past, I wouldn't be here. So you kind of have peace with that. But similar to him, I look at the future and you look at where the world is right now and where it might be headed and it's just like that's stressful <laughs> i i'm gonna agree with them but i'm gonna say looking back at my past gives me peace toward the future i look back at what things Brad only has peace yeah <laughs> what what i went through you know why because he's incredible <laughs> <laughs> yeah what i went through in my past i saw that i was able to get through it i was helped through it i i have people around me i have faith i have all of that other stuff and i can look back on my past as an example and promise toward the future at whatever may come that i don't know about that i still have that same support group and that i'm going to be okay 
come what may. Yeah, I definitely, I get breathless sometimes thinking about the future and just, yeah. I'm 39, going to be 40 in April. It's kind of that one, one of those big numbers that you turn that I think causes everything to come into focus all at one time, and it kind of moves you back like, whoa, this is too much at at, at one point. Um, we've talked about this before, Ryan, but when you are 40, you were, it's like you have as much past as you have future. And you're kind of sitting, I know I'm talking about over the hill and stuff, so I'm not trying to make a make a make light about it, yeah. but... You kind of hope that by the time you're 40, you've done the big things and they're progressing and you are moving into reaping the benefits of the things that you've done having played out over time. And it's weird to look look to the next thing and sometimes it's like the next things that happen after you're 40, like the big life-changing things are not really positive things. It's a series of endings that continues to happen after that. And uh, it it's difficult for me I'm praying for peace to like manage that shift a little bit because I, I also hear people especially when you get in your 50s people once your kids get out of the house or whatever being in the moment of that those kids leaving the house is very heavy and, and weighted but then you kind of get on the other side you're like okay this is the new thing I, I always forget that there are beginnings with endings so but I look at my past and I, I want to hold on tight to it so yeah, I'm going to live till 87, so I'm not over the hill yet. Well, I need to know the That's exact very specific number. Well, at least 87. Oh. I could live till 140, depending on the technology. You could serve two terms as president before you got done with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to run at 100. Let's go. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Welcome back to on? the Annie Fry Show. Uh, there, this immunity case being picked up by the Supreme Court is turning some of the leading leftist voices inside out. Have you seen some of these yeah. reactions? Oh my god! I don't know if I've seen all of them. But who, who have you seen that, off the top of your head that is not not doing well? Okay, the the person I saw, I don't know his name, but he was on MSNBC, and he had very white hair and glasses. I, I don't know who he was, but he was losing it. That's the main one I've seen. And I mean, he was saying stuff that you go, dude, you're not supposed to say, you're like talking about overthrowing the government because you're so <laughs> mad about this on the news. Here's Whoopi Goldberg. Well, the Supreme Court won't hear oral arguments until the end of April. Now, I just, you know, just let's look at a scenario where. The Supreme Court says, yes, he has that. He has all those rights. He is immune from everything. You know what Joe Biden could do since he is presently president? What? Whoa. (laughs) She's getting a little too excited. (laughs) She doesn't even know what she's talking about. Well, just wait. (laughs) He could throw every Republican in jail. No. Yeah. I mean, he could. I mean, no, no, no. no. This is not a good thing. What this means is Uh he could do anything. Yeah. He could dismiss everybody's debt. Yeah. You know, there's a whole bunch of great stuff that could happen. But let's let's really look at what this means. It's like she's shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, walking down the aisle. This looks nice. The thing that blew my mind is the people in the crowd. He could put every Republican in jail. There's like five. Yeah, oh, oh. Whoopi turns around. She's like, oh. She puts her hands up like, don't clap for that. <laughs> Whoopi's not okay. Let's listen to Keith. Older the conservatives man. on the Supreme Court are Trump's whores. <coughs> Chief Justice Roberts is a Trump whore and he can burn in hell. And Justice Alito <laughs> is a Trump whore and he can burn in hell. And Justice Gorsuch is a self-contradicting Trump whore, and he can burn in hell. And Justice Kavanaugh is a drunken abuser Trump whore, and he can burn in hell. And Justice Barrett is a handmade Trump whore, and she can burn in hell. They are corrupt. They have corrupted the Supreme Court. We will have to remove them from the Supreme Court. Or create a replacement for the Supreme Court. You guys, if Donald Trump wins in November, it's going to be the most fun thing to cover in the history of time. Oh, man, you're getting me a little bit worried. (laughs) (laughs) Because that hearing these clips, I mean, Keith Olbermann and Whoopi Goldberg are some of the crazies. But these people are calling, Keith Olbermann is calling for overthrowing the government. And people are like, well, yeah. We have to come up with an alternative to the Supreme Court. True. Those Shut are, up, Keith. Those are fringe people. Let's go to, you know, one of the renowned voices that anchors a prominent show. This is BS. You are doing this as a dilatory tactic to help your political uh, your political friend, your partisan patron. And for, for you to say that this is something that the court needs to decide because it's something that's unclear in the law is just flagrant, flagrant bullpucky. And they know it, and they don't care that we know it, and that's disturbing about the future legitimacy of the court. They're not okay. The, the Supreme Court just chose to take up the case. Yeah. They, they haven't ruled on it. You know why they're mad? Is because, because they were trying to do it before the yeah, election. they're not going to hear the course, court uh, case until April, and then it's <laughs> going to be even longer before it even comes out, before they can even get the case on the court. And I think that they're looking it. at this as like, this is our best chance to get a federal conviction of Donald Trump beforehand, and th- these people are just getting in the way with their justice and availing themselves of the law. They're just trying to defend democracy. 
are psycho. They've lost their minds. They're not, I mean, I, I jokingly say they're not okay, but they're not okay. No. Keith Olbermann is not stable. No, I did not expect to hear, because there's there's lots more than this. I mean, I was referencing some guy, I don't even know who he was on MSNBC. MSNBC and the, the like were going nuts about this, of all the things. I mean, what was it about this one that they just couldn't handle? It was like the straw broke the camel's back because the Supreme Court took the case. Because this was the case that they had the judge, they had the jury that they would get, and it didn't really matter as much about the facts of the case. This was the January 6th case. This was everything. This was all their thing, and they wanted that on air. They wanted that trial happening during the election season so that they could do it. And the Supreme Court saying, no, we'll take a look at this, and doing it in April pushed it all back and just snatched it all away from them. The immunity case and the Jack Smith trials are around the idea that Donald Trump defrauded the United States due to and, and in light of the January 6th events um, and try to overthrow the country, essentially. I, I, I really find it difficult to connect the dots on a, in a, on a sensible, cerebral level. If I, were, if I were on the left and I saw, wow, they were able to get this charge this far like he's they're gonna have to prove this in court Donald Trump's gonna have to defend himself and Donald Trump was president of the United States when January 6th happened and he he tried to use the constitutional provisions in every which way that he could and you know I don't I'm not really afraid to say this bend the constitution to allow him the opportunity to challenge the election and I mean, that's really what any court case is. You're trying to prove that what I did was legal. And this is why we thought it was legal. And then somebody else comes in and says, that's absolutely not legal. And maybe even more so, you knew what you were doing. when. And then you have somebody who judges who is correct on the matter. The idea that and this is what the traffic court judge in the state of Illinois decided to throw Trump off the ballot uh, because he's an insurrectionist. He's never been charged with insurrection. He certainly has never been found guilty of a charge that he was never levied with. But they did impeach him over the idea that he incited an insurrection and the Senate didn't convict him on it. So he actually kind of has gone on trial for this and been found not guilty of this very thing that he actually has never criminally been charged with nor found guilty and the Supreme Court is now going to determine whether or not the criminal uh, court system can levy this against him. They're just going to weigh in on it. This is the most constitutional-based process you could have for this because at the end of the day, the, the Supreme Court is going to weigh in, taking the ins information that we have, the circumstances that we have, applying the Constitution to it to figure out how everything shakes out to determine whether or not the president has uh, presidential immunity in this particular case, which might still result in him being tried for it. We don't know yet. Their premise, especially Olbermann's deplorable premise, is that the Supreme Court is corrupt and that they should rot in hell. It's not just enough for him to say, you know, we need to elect a Democrat president because if one of these Supreme Court justices decides to step down, we need to make sure that we put some 
Joe Biden justices on there and not any more of these Donald Trump justices, so on and so forth. No, it, he takes it a lot. It's, it takes it to a psychotically unhealthy, angry, unhinged place that when you see it and you hear it, you really it doesn't even matter if you're not in the presence of Keith Olbermann. You kind of want to step back. You're like this guy. Mm-mm, I, don't, I don't. I don't know this guy. Yeah, the first thing I thought of when he started saying that was, dude, I'm a little worried about you, your understanding of what hell is and how you get there. Uh, but also, it's like they're forgetting that the Supreme Court, if if the Supreme Court were truly acting as Trump surrogates, which is what they're saying, they could have taken this case later. So the, the ruling's going to come out in June. It, they could have done it in well, October. It could come out earlier than that. Well, it, that's it the, yes, June the 30th is come. the last that it can come out. But they could have done it in October. So they could have done it even later if they if they really were trying to just delay. So there's a lot of there's a lot about this. They could have also Jack Smith could have also brought the case sooner. Yes. That you want to talk about a timeline that's convenient and inconvenient. Do you remember when January 6th was? It was 2021, folks. It wasn't a problem. It wasn't you weren't thinking Donald Trump was dangerous until you decided you didn't want him to win the election it wasn't about whether he was even running so much because if you got if if the country was not tempered to give him another shot they wouldn't be doing this either they had to slip this in the door just at the right time early enough so we could get done before the election but not late enough so that god forbid donald trump wins the election he can pardon himself for all of this every single mental breakdown that i see and i see them daily that fit into this category makes me think that Donald Trump is going to win the next election. And I'm always countering that with how much lack of faith I have in what the Democrats, the apparatus that the Democrats have established in early voting and ballot harvesting that the Republicans need to get their acts together and start doing themselves. If it is legal, we do it and we do it harder and better than the Democrats have done it before. Get on it. And then if you want to change the laws, you got to win the elections first. Win and fight on the battleground as it is determined, and then take the fight to the right place. But these people, if they if they weren't worried that Donald Trump was going to win again, you would not see this. And they are in lockstep, in mental collapse over the prospect that Donald Trump is going to win in November. And if they want to lose their minds in this disgusting fashion, the way Keith Olbermann is talking about Amy Coney Barrett, are you kidding me? Yeah, that was you don't, gross. You, you don't get to be a Republican and call Katanji Jackson Brown a whore on the air like that and get away with it. You do not do that. And you shouldn't get away with it because it's disgusting, Keith Olbermann, but you, in fact, are a disgusting individual. So I'm not really surprised. They are big mad that Donald Trump could win. And we're going to be covering this all the way across the finish line, 249 days from today. And I don't, I mean, they lost their, they lost it in 2016. And that was because what they lost was the idea of the Hillary presidency. Mm -hmm. The glass ceiling would remain intact Hillary was not going to be the president. And Donald Trump, are you kidding me? Who's this guy? Well, now they know. And now he is he is he is their Satan. Big government, what they are building through their party's win and victory, that's what they worship at. That's their religion. And their Satan is Donald Trump. 
And if for whatever reason Donald Trump pulls out a victory in November, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. If I've learned one thing from those clips you just played, it's that if things continue to look good for Trump over the next five, six months, we're going to hear a lot of that. Yeah. There's going to be some very, very, very crazy statements that are there. Try to not get sucked into them. Try to not get wrapped up into them and uh, stay grounded. It's going to help us all out. When we come back, we're going to have St. Jude Children's Hospital is going to be in here and Children's Foundation, I should say, and we're going to help raise them some money and play X's and O's. We'll be right back. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.